Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Welcome to episode 37 of the Stay Grounded podcast. Hope you're all having a splendid morning, afternoon, evening, or whenever you choose to be tuning in with us today. This episode is special to me because it's the first episode that I had not one, but two guests on at the same time, Mrs. Desiree Mangadog and Mr. Alanto Mangadog. Both Desiree and Alanto are incredible individuals who are both in business together and they are passionate about using essential oils, aromatherapy, and acupuncture to help people process and move through their emotions. Uh, they've been in this business a very long time. Desiree herself is an acupuncturist and an essential oil expert. She's an author, a speaker, an intuitive healer, and thought leader. And Alanto works alongside Desiree in business, growing their own businesses to reach as many people as possible, helping other people unlock the real benefits of aromatherapy and essential oils. And I actually found this episode to be one of the most thought-provoking because when I first met Desiree and Alanto, I was at an event in New York City. And I don't know if anyone listening has been to New York City, but I'm not from the city. And so when I was in the city... I felt very overwhelmed. I was, in, I was in Midtown and all the lights and cars and just constant energy made me feel extremely overwhelmed. And I think Desiree noticed that. And when she noticed that, she came up to me and she gave me a little bit of one of the blends that she had created, um, one of her essential oils. And so I put that blend on my, on my wrists and I just smelled it. And I don't know why, but all of the tension that I had just went away. It was almost as if the smell and the sense of smell unlocked all of the, it was like a reset button. And so I found it incredible. And I wanted to have both Desiree and Alanto come on board and explain the science behind essential oils, why that worked for me, and really how we can use simple tools like these and how we can use our senses to really unlock the subconscious and the power of the subconscious so that we can go forward and create incredible uh, moments for ourselves on a daily basis. So this episode was incredibly fascinating to me and profound, and it made just made it made me realize how easy it can be to make healing yourself a priority, and why healing yourself can really heal everyone around you. So it was a beautiful episode with two incredible individuals. Uh, if you're after this episode, if you're really interested in learning more about what they do, please visit Desiree mangadog.com and there's tons of information on essential oils and whatnot and oh my gosh like i said you guys are gonna love this episode i sure did and i hope you guys take a lot of value out of it just as i did so but before we get started if you haven't already subscribe to the stay grounded podcast on itunes uh get involved with us on social media and just let us know what you like what you don't like and i hope you guys are enjoying all of this amazing gems 
and all of this amazing information that our guests are really pouring into these episodes because uh, it's getting better and better and better and I'm loving it. So hope you guys enjoy this. Hope you guys take a lot away from it. And without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce Mrs. Desiree and Alanto Mangadog. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. Oh, this is a really special episode. Uh, we have not one, but two amazing people on the show. Desiree and Alanto, how are you guys doing? So thrilled to be here. Amazing, as always. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. We've uh, we've never done a show with two amazing people on, and uh, one usually makes my head explode. So I hope you guys don't like put me in in in, a, in commission or something like that after this. <laughs> we do we do have a tendency to to blow people's minds, so uh, well, especially as a power couple. So that is exciting. So um, so let me, let's start with this. Firstly, um, how did you guys meet? Dancing. Yes. Well, we met through salsa dancing. I had been dancing for a while and then Alonto came onto the scene uh, in salsa dancing in San Diego and um, apparently he asked me to dance and I told him no. <laughs> but, uh, but then he found his way and we ended up uh, just meeting on the dance floor and then striking up conversation. But um, after our first conversation, we actually got married in two and a half months after our first. Wow. Date. That yes. is, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so clearly, uh, true love and, and, and it's amazing. I love what you guys are up to too. Uh, tell me about, uh, really kind of how you guys got into essential oils, acupuncture, and really the emotional side of using, uh, these tools to, um, to better just happiness in general. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll go first and I'll have Alonto step in. But for me, um, I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, so working with plants has always been part of my jam. And I actually knew nothing about essential oils, zero. It was a whole nother um, animal. It was another medicine that I had to learn, so I didn't really have much advantage because I worked with Chinese herbs. But a lot of the essential oils we work with, you know, these are plants from around 45 different countries. So it, it was such a beautiful exploration in seeing like what essential oils can do. And I just played and played with them. And we have wonderful references that, you know, guide us along and how to use them. But it was more in uh, using my Chinese medical understanding and background and how to put blends together because I was already creating formulas. And then I learned a specific type of acupuncture that focuses on um, emotional well-being. And the philosophy is that 99% of illnesses are actually begins at the level of the spirit. So that's the level mm. of the mind and the emotions because it's our emotions, it's energy and motion, right? That is creating the flow and movement of energy or chi within the body. And it's when there is no flow and congestion and stagnation that lends to breakdown in physical function, which then leads to disease. So that's what I love about the oils is that they have this ability, well, plants in general, you know, you do that with coffee, like they have this ability to move energy in a very profound way so that we are preventing all this congestion and stagnation from happening, which then leads to disease. 
Yeah, that uh, you said something. Energy in motion. I really like that. Uh, is that is that really what emotion is, or is that your interpretation of it? Oh yeah, that's what that's what emotion is. Um, there's actually a beautiful documentary called um, E Dash Motion that goes into that pretty deeply. I, I highly recommend watching that. Yeah, and Love it's it. and it's something that uh, we actually heard. Uh, I don't know if you listened to Tony Robbins at all. Um, yeah, big fan. Because all all he talks about is like your state. Right. And your state is based on what your emotions are, are, are at or where your emotions are at. And if you look at it, like everything is energy. Like if you look at uh, like the, the study of quantum physics, that's the entire uh, basis on that. And it's starting to science is starting to is starting to to catch up with what we've all known when it comes to faith, when it comes to religion, that, that everything is energy. And now we're just starting to get a grasp of it. And the uh, science is starting to explain certain things that were kind of like uh, awestruck or uh, uh, unexplainable in a sense where now we're, we're, we're getting to that. And when you look at it, it's, it's really like, it's emotion that moves us, right? When you feel inspired, when you feel like uh, that, that drive, that, that passion, right? There's emotion behind that because I can, I can tell you something or I can, I can share with you a story Right, and depending on the level of energy that I have, the level of emotion that I have behind that, that could either move you, or that could like bore you to death, depending on where where my state, where my emotions are at. If that makes sense, it makes perfect sense. And and what I love about what both of you just shared, uh, Desiree, you just shared uh, sensory, the sensory connection to emotional energy. Then Alonso, you you sort of went deeper on the on the power that emotional energy has to really create a state of being. Uh, how do you feel like your senses uh, really sort of play a role in altering or creating emotional states? Uh, because Tasha, uh, you you said it really because you're right. Like when I when I smell fresh roasted coffee, I feel elated. And I feel the same way. I remember the first time you shared essential oils with me, I felt a sense of calming relief. How do you think that our emotional state can be influenced by our senses? Uh, and how can that be utilized on a daily or even like a practical state or, or a ritual, a sense of ritual? Yes. If you so um, coming from Chinese medicine, you know, every single organ, so this may be new information for some of you, but in Chinese medicine, every single organ has a related emotion to it. So for example, like the liver has a lot to do with anger and frustration. So people who tend to be frustrated often will find many times over toxicity in the liver. So what is something that helps move? that liver energy, that liver chi to alleviate that irritability and frustration and anger, lemon is like a perfect example. So sometimes people mm, wow. um, okay. who have, yeah, that tendency, they like, they really crave either lemon or lime in their water 
for, that's just, <laughs> so, so really cool. So then, um, and wow, then you've got okay. the spleen, right? The spleen has a lot to do with worry and overthinking things, overanalyzing, overwhelm. So then, um, the, and then ev- not only does each organ have an associated emotion there's also an associated flavor too so then with spleen it's usually sweetness so you'll see people who tend to worry and overthink a lot they love sweet foods or sweet smelling things like vanilla right yeah. <laughs> so, so this is just just a little example Mind of how blown. <laughs> Right. It's really cool. I mean, this medicine is over 5,000 years old. And when you start to observe um, people and their patterns and, you know, their state of beings and what their likes and dislikes are, it's quite uh, fascinating to see all of these connection points and how the Chinese totally figured this out with plant medicine and food medicine and all of that. So it's, it's really amazing how we can use um, smells and not just smells too, but also also like the plant itself, like when we're consuming it um, or using it as in a form of essential oils or in the form of a tea, uh, how they completely shift the flow of energy within not just the organ, okay? Because we have the organ, but I'm sure some of you have seen channels or meridians um, on somewhere online or maybe in a book. Like, it, so for example, like the liver opens up into the eyes. So sometimes people who are frustrated and angry, they tend to have like itchy eyes or red eyes, right? So then you can use those corresponding plants to help move that energy. I'm I'm trying to process this right now (laughs) because I'm like going back through my life and looking at just my own emotional states. How does one become more aware of, of, of sort of how their bodies are Because I mean, yeah, now I'm looking back in hindsight, it's 2020, I can be like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But in the moment, it's hard for me to be aware of these things. How does one cultivate a practice of being aware? Um, I think journaling is actually a really powerful way where you can document and record like what you're going through. It's not something you have to spend an hour on a day, but even maybe at the end of the day for just a few minutes, just jot down like what were your predominant experiences that day? What were the predominant thoughts that were consuming you and the emotions that you were feeling. And you can go down to like, what was I craving? Like I was craving to run, right? So running is actually a wonderful way to move liver chi. I'm just keeping it simple with one organ. But um, but yeah, just what you're craving in terms of flavors and tastes and foods. And there are so many beautiful books out there. There's like Between Heaven and Earth. Um, there's one that's called The Web That Has No Weaver. These are just basic basic knowledge and theory, like the stuff that I talked about just now on Chinese medicine and how everything correlates. Yeah. And, and really it's, it's to the tone that we're all creatures of habit, right? Like habitual when it comes to our, our thinking, when it comes to our feeling and when it comes to our actions. And when you start to look at and study like the, the whole idea of habit is there's three main ways that you can develop a habit, right? First and foremost is through repetition. Two is through emotional impact. And then three is through your environment. And when it comes to like your sensory factors, like we're also a a culture that's very visually driven, 
So like a lot of the, the things that we know that's been explored when it comes to science, when it comes to any field of study have been based on the whole visual aspect of our sensory factors, where the thing that's uh, not necessarily explored at this point in time is the, the power of your uh, smell, the power of aroma. Because when it comes to like where your olfactory uh, bulb is, it's literally right next to your amygdala, your decision uh, uh, center of your, of your brain, where when you smell something, like it creates uh, an almost like vivid memory, vivid emotion right there and then, right? So like, Take back to a point in your life where maybe you smell like your mom's cooking, right? Or your uh, the the first uh, smell walking into like a coffee shop. That that smell now is attached to memory. It's attached to emotion, and it's instantaneous. Like you don't need to recall it. You don't need to. Uh, uh, like do like a repetitive notion to it, it's instantaneous. So that's one of the things that you, uh, advantages of uh, exploring this path of emotional awareness or uh, the, the power of aromatherapy is now you're exploring a world that's literally untapped, untouched, but it's, it's valid, it's true. This is fascinating to me. Um especially the link between aroma and uh, memories. Because you're right. I mean, like, I still remember, like, some of my earliest memories. If I smell something, like something sweet, I'll remember something from my childhood. Um, how do you guys use aromatherapy to heal pain or aromatherapy to, to be faster or aromatherapy? Like, it just seems like since it's tied to a memory and a story, um, it just oh, it feels like there's so much power. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to learn more. I mean, I'm fascinated right now. Please, <laughs> it's so exciting. You're gonna be so excited. <laughs> okay, so what I what I love about um, okay, I'm really fascinated about how people access their potential. You know, everybody's got potential. Everybody is really extraordinary and divine in their own right. Um, but how do we get from, you know, oh, we get an idea of it to actually living it. And that's when we're talking about this great like flow and movement. Because if you don't have flow within your body, your mind, and your spirit, then you're not going to allow inspiration to move through. You're not going to allow creativity to move through. So that's why I use these essential oils in unique ways because that's my, my favorite way to use it is in personal growth and development. So a lot of us have our own stories. Yes, like Alanta was talking about, you know, we're creatures of habit and we'll, we'll basically tell ourselves the same story. Oh, I'm someone who, you know, is not capable of becoming that. That's only for certain people. Or um, I'm not smart enough to do this. I don't have the skills and the talents. And so when you have those kinds of belief patterns and not just the beliefs, but the emotions associated with like the hopelessness and the despair, then 
there is not going to be a change in circumstance. In order to change your circumstances, you must change the frequencies, which, you know, that's another way of talking about emotions because every emotion has a different frequency. Every plant has the different frequency. So you can take hopelessness, for example, which is something that a lot of people experience. They feel like they're completely stuck where they're at and there's no way out. And then you can you pair it with essential oils that or plants that help with increasing hope and possibility. So um, just a very simple, simple baseline essential oil that I love to use is melaleuca. It's just tea tree. I, I always say if there's one oil that I could have and I'm stranded on an island, what oil would it be? It's melaleuca. Melaleuca is this such a powerful essential oil. It has the ability to like shake you up and rock you and um, like basically get rid of a thought pattern that you have been obsessively living. And it, in a way, it like uh, changes those neural connections in your brain. So something simple as like putting melaleuca on the top of the head or the back of the neck can um, stop dead in its tracks, like your way of thinking about something, if you don't like it, you know, if it's something that's really disempowering. Um, and then I love bringing in, after I do the melaleuca, uh, one last oil I'll share right now is bergamot. It's a citrus oil. It comes from Italy, and it's one of my favorite oils that brings about um, a different perspective so that you can see opportunities in front of you so that your hope and optimism just rises inside of you. Because it's one thing to clear out a, a thought pattern uh, and, and an emotion, but then you also have to replace and nourish the opposite. Because if you just clear it out, that's not enough. You have to go in and take out like hopelessness. And then now we have to rewire into the brain this this understanding of hope, which then now completes that circle and helps them to change whatever their situation is. Just a quick question on that. So let's say I'm, I'm feeling hopeless and I use tea tree, tea tree oil to sort of like give me an opportunity to change my path. How much of it is the oil and then how much actual effort does it take for you to actually switch your emotions? Because how much of it is like an automatic fix plus because is it just something that opens the door for you then you start doing the work to become hopeful or is it something that just automatically does it because it goes straight to your psychology i'm, I'm trying to uh, i guess wrap yeah. my head around this so i can hit on that so take the experience that you had in new york right so like you we were chatting or we talking and you were like man this is like a lot of stuff going on and you felt a little stressed, you felt a little overwhelmed in that situation. Yeah, right. And then we, we gave you the, it was actually called the grounding blend, which is funny. Um, the and, best blend. <laughs> and you literally felt grounded because the, yeah. the, the plants and the trees associated with that blend were a bunch of trees, right? So like if you look at a tree, it's very rooted into the ground, right? So like our association with, with tree smells or anything like that helps us as human beings to stay grounded because that's yeah. what we know. So it's, it's these things that are in line with like who we are as, as human beings and our environment. Remember like how I was saying like the, 
the habits are are developed through three main ways: repetition, yeah. emotional impact, and environment. Is that like instead of you like feeling stress and like going out into the woods into the forest to stay grounded, we brought the forest to you. If that makes. Sense. I see what you're saying. So it, so all you're doing is you're really changing your environment. That's really the 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 key piece that essential oils create for you or changing your reality, your experience yeah. of your, the environment. Cause that's how I felt. I remember, I still remember that. I still remember um, experiencing just almost like a shift in perspective. I still had to take action, but it was, it, it just made it, it opened up a door for me. So it's really just sh- shifting your reality uh, that, that, that aromatherapy really helps with. Yes. And I I wanted to bring in coffee here just to give you an idea, um, another layer of how plants affect us. So coffee is the flavor. So there's different flavors for different organs. Like I talked about sweet is associated with the spleen. Um, Sour is good for the liver. Now with coffee, coffee beans, it's the bitter flavor. And and then the bitter flavor affects the, the fire element, which has to do with the heart and the pericardium. Pericardium is the sac that covers the heart. It also affects, um, it's called triple warmer. I'm not going to dive too much into it. But basically, the fire element, the heart, the pericardium, this has a lot to do with um, joy and sadness. So by smelling coffee and drinking coffee, we are bringing a lot more joy into our lives and then also which affects you know our life plans and then our relationships the pericardium protects the heart it's that sack that covers the heart so it helps us to make even decisions on like who we interact with and who we allow into our lives and who we may you know not allow into our space so there's so many profound benefits just from the bitter flavor affecting the heart let me ask you this so now we're going into a sense of taste because when I smell coffee, I don't smell bitterness. So can mm-hmm. you expand on that? Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, that is interesting. It doesn't smell bitter, but it's mostly because of the way it's roasted and everything like that. But if you taste it, though, it is for sure a yeah. bitter, bitter taste. Yeah, that's really. In, um, and then also then people add other agents to it, like, for example, um, flavoring. Right. So then that that brings in another element too. like if you're adding hazelnut or like vanilla um, or things like that. OK. Yeah, and, and I think your your question is like how taste goes into like an aspect of emotion. So like yes. as human beings, we experience the outside world based on our sensory factors. Right. Your 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 taste, smell, touch, sight, or visual, uh, and then auditory. So when it comes to like how you experience that, like there's certain people that are like visual learners. There's uh, certain people that have a tendency when it comes to like auditory. And then there's certain people that need to experience the thing, like either through touch smell or taste to really hone that in to really uh affect like the habitual aspect or uh, making that like stay put right so the more uh 
uh, sensory factors that you can attach to the experience, the more vivid it becomes. Got it. But, but in a sense, smell is probably one of the, the strongest uh, ways to like uh, ground that in. Absolutely. When it comes to the experience. Right? Yeah, so no, like, this, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. It makes, so tell me this. So how has, how, give me an example um, or a story, if you would, of how aromatherapy uh, and just sensory awareness um, has changed your own life, whether it's helped you overcome grief or it's helped you get over something, uh, something unfortunate. Like how is it, how have these principles guided you, if you would? Mm, um, so I'm going to share something personal. So um, when I was 23, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So, um, and I had my first manic episode. I'm 35 now, so I've dealt with it a while, but that's one of the reasons why I dove into um, essential oils and aromatherapy in the way that I did, because I needed a tool. And um, I experienced a lot of shame and, you know, not being good enough, feeling worthless, overthinking. And then on top of all this, when, when someone has a condition like that, and they're labeled as like schizophrenic or, you know, depression, severe anxiety, bipolar, all of that. Many times these individuals are actually very creative and they have a lot of gifts. They have a lot of intuition and um, they are empaths too. An empath is a person who has the ability to really feel for another person. If you have a friend or family member in pain, like it feels like you're experiencing it the same. So as someone who is that sensitive and in tune, um, it, it becomes very difficult to live in this world with, uh, with people judging and, you know, all the noise. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate with this, that our world today is extremely noisy. And, you know, we see so many, so much information coming in compared to 20 years ago. And, um, and that's very overwhelming and it overloads our spirit. So you were asking like, what was one profound way I've the essential oils and aromatherapy has helped me is it's helped me to clear out the noise. And uh, what's so important is our ability to listen to our own voice because we have input and plenty of, you know, um, criticism and plenty of opinions thrown yeah. in our direction, you know, all right, every right. day. And, and I love using aromatherapy to filter that out. And that that's when I experience this complete freedom, when I clear out the noise of other people and media and society or whatever, you know, and just taking what I want. Like, I, I mean, I love your content, Raj, like just taking what I want, but be able to easily sift through it so that now I am just hearing myself and following my truth and listening to my intuition and like for example like I just talked about tea tree the melaleuca that helps so much with that I definitely use a lot of oils we have hundreds of oils but I just want to give a simple tool something like that can easily clear out so much noise so you can have some sanity and and really on the same note uh when it comes to the the whole like overwhelm with information and I love uh like it's not my term, but I've heard it spoken in uh, so many different uh, 
avenues and arenas and mentors I've looked to that we're in a world uh, where people are experiencing infobesity, right? Mm, I so, like that. So, so much information that we're literally like obese in the information that's out there. And with the, the things that I've been doing with the oils through like my, my wife's recommendation and really moving through these emotions is uh, amidst the noise, I found the music that that resonated with me that like really through the noise you could you could hear the rhythm you could hear the 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 music that's playing that you're supposed to listen to that you're supposed to that i was supposed to dance to right yes yeah that's and that's a i have a, a clarifying question for me um what's the difference between noise and a negative emotion so in a sense, like uh, the, the negative emotion, so I, I, I kind of have a, a different uh, take on this because we have a, a philosophy that all emotions are good, right? So like negative, positive, whatever. Um, it's being able to move through those emotions, that that's the key is to, to develop that rhythm to to go from the negative to the positive because the negative gives you the positive because you can't know like light for example if you don't have darkness like you can't know joy if you've never experienced sadness so in in the in the noise like once you're aware that there's this Thing that uh, really you, you resonate with, and it's it's all about like developing this awareness. Um, once you know that, okay, what I've been living has been in this like aspect of noise, this aspect of like overwhelm. But I know there's something that exists where I can experience the other side of it, when I can experience like. Uh, fulfillment and joy and peace and uh, like living a life of passion instead of living a life of mediocrity, boredom. Awesome. And and that's very important. Like, uh, like Delanto was saying, all emotions are beautiful. It's, it becomes problematic when we get stuck in them. So for example, you may see somebody who um, lost a loved one 25 years ago, and they're still operating like they passed away today. And that's someone who has been stuck in that grief. And that, that leads to, um, now lungs have to do with grief and loss, which then can lead to a lot of uh, respiratory issues. So, so it's about gracefully moving through them. And that's another way we use aromatherapy is to help us process and deep dive into these emotions so that we can fully experience them and release them out of our system. And then the other question about the, the noise, like, you know, everything out there is beautiful. Every human being out there is beautiful in what they create. Now, there are definitely things that are um, the best things for us at the current time. And, and 
it's about discernment, right? And it's about knowing like what books to read at the moment, what relationships that you foster, what friendships do you foster? Because there's even seasons with friendships and, um, and what activities that you do. So it's about discernment and sifting through all of that information. It's just, I think like, I love social media and I love technology and it's such a powerful tool, but I also think it, we need to be taught how to use it well, because, um, it can have some destructive like ramifications too, but I, that's what I teach people is how to, to like look through Facebook, for example, or Instagram and just pick out what's really important to you rather than like, Oh my gosh, I should do this. I should go there. I should do that. And then they're saying yes to too many things. And there are certain things they need to say yes to and certain things they need to say no to and having that skill in decision-making and discernment. I love that. When it comes to emotional state and aromatherapy and just knowing what you need, how have your emotions evolved over time? And do you think that what you needed 10 years ago is the same thing you need now? And how does that relationship with your emotions evolve as you learn more about them? When it comes to like the emotions that we experience now, um, it's pretty much all uh, kind of similar, but the thing that's been uh, developed through that, that time frame of uh, ever since we started using essential oils is the reaction time ah, between the two. Is. Yeah. Right. Yep. So the, the moving through the, the grief, the sadness, the overwhelm into experiencing the other side of it has been like what, uh, uh, through the awareness, right. It's like, Oh, I'm experiencing this right now. Um, how can I move through that? And at first using like the, the oils, uh, like pretty often and then eventually developing the skill, developing the muscle, right. To now not needing as much as we've gone through that process. And again, at, at any level, like as you progress, as you grow, there's really no like, Oh, I've, I've reached the the thing I've, I've reached enlightenment or I've reached like the, the path I'm done. It's always like a, a work in progress. So we're, we're lifelong students. We're lifelong, uh, uh, in this like journey of emotional development and it's just improving our reaction time, improving our, uh, awareness of the situation to now, move through it gracefully instead of reacting uh, like we would normally do in a, in a situation or certain situations. That's so perfect. That's exactly what I would say. And I, and just to piggyback on that is um, the things like 10 years ago, there simple things would put, take me down a just rabbit hole and I would hide and you know not do anything and it would just crush me and when I think about the amount of um responsibility that I have today and how I'm handling it better and with grace and uh that it's not crippling that I can make decisions faster and make better decisions and discover more of who I am and what I'm capable of that's that's what aromatherapy has done for me is 
I, I'm learning so much about myself and uh, rather than, you know, the, the story that puts me in the corner and now I'm this, and I used to, I grew up very shy, shy girl and listen to the rules, listen to authority. And then I've, I've almost come in total opposite. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like rebellious. I'm pushing <laughs> buttons out of status quo. And, and, and you are the badass. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so and it's, and I love this quote by Brendan Burchard is like if people don't think that you're crazy then you are not yet experiencing the outer limits of your potential and, and I just oh that that blew my mind when I heard that so if I am not getting criticism if I'm not getting like you know I'm not so-called offending people then what am I doing I feel like I'd be doing nothing it doesn't mean you have to be this like you know famous person all that it's just even within your circles do you challenge yourself do you challenge your family or your friends in a good way in a positive way that inspire them and empower them so so yeah that that reaction time rather than me like oh this person said this to me and I can't believe they said that and just hurt my feelings and, and here here's the other cool part I've learned is not blaming others as I use oils not blaming others for how I feel but rather take ownership of that and understanding how people respond to you that's their worldview and that's how they're processing life and their emotions and they just we just constantly project on each other so um so if someone says like you were this and this and that and I'm like okay well you know that isn't my intention um my intention is always to love and give and serve but that's how they took it and and that's okay and then I could get all bent out of shape about it right and and uh and so rather than getting all bent out of shape I, I just love the emotional maturity that has developed and now I can handle bigger problems and bigger responsibilities and give and serve in a greater way let me ask you this. I love both. First of all, both of you brilliant. Uh, you guys are like just amazing individuals um, that I'm very grateful to be asking these questions to. Um, I have a question. So when it comes to emotional maturity and awareness, how does that tie back to happiness and fulfillment? And how does that change over time? As you like, does it help you shape your definition of fulfillment? Does it create a space to be happy? What's the link between it all? So, um, when it comes to like that journey of self awareness and the, the the journey to uh, develop like that reaction time, right? Um, it's it's all this like hero's journey. Like, I don't know if you've ever read uh, Joseph Campbell, is in this journey of life, it's all about, like, growth, and it's all about contribution, right? Like Gandhi said, like, you find yourself by losing your uh, ego and, like, in the service of others, so the link between the, the fulfillment and be, between the, the, the joy that you experience is you experience the joy in the journey and you experience the fulfillment when you contribute what you've found as an elixir to help your people. 
to help your circle, to, to help your friends, to help your family. Because that, that's what our uh, entire human being is all about. It's all about community. It's all about togetherness. And if you can go into it with a sense of something to contribute, like that's when you actually have the fulfillment, like where it just does something to your soul and it's scientific. It's called oxytocin, right? And that's one of the chemicals that are released when you serve others. So like initially you go through this journey on your own, like for yourself. But after that, after you've fulfilled, after you've, you've developed like kind of like a, a sense of who you are and now you teach people and you guide people to discover that within themselves, like that's what life is about. Okay. And I, I'd love to add, um, I'm going to bring like a spiritual component to this too. Cause um, for me, emotional maturity is, understanding that yes we are completely one and connected but that we don't have any inherent lack like none of us is lacking love none of us is lacking um support now it may look like it you know when you're watching someone's life that there's lack but also taking ownership and responsibility of um, how we are, how our spirits are expressing in this life. So when someone grows up believing they're not good enough and nobody loves them, then what happens? Then of course they're going to create those types of relationships where people don't care about them. But then when you change that kind of frequency out of your system and really understand that we have infinite divine love coming towards us all the time, it's we're the ones that are blocking it out whether you know it, it we learned from our family from society or whatever but once you open your heart to receive it then it's <laughs> there is just so much abundance available and to me that's that is emotional maturity is operating from a place where you know that you have more than enough resources more than enough love more than enough talent more than enough of anything to fully live out your life the way you're destined to when we when we get that in ourselves then it's it's complete maturity versus someone is like, Oh, I'm, I'm a victim all the time. And this stuff always happens to me. And you know, it, it's the stories that we tell ourselves. So, and here's the other part, all of this is subconscious, like 95% of how we operate, right. is subconscious. And that's why it's so hard to change because you've got 5%. That's the conscious mind that wants a different outcome, but then you're fighting against that 95% that's just programmed inside of you or generational patterns and things like that. And that that's why you can use tools like even food, like yoga or Pilates or aromatherapy or whatever, you know, path that you're meant to, whatever tools you're meant to use to support you. You can use these tools to, to affect the subconscious, the 95%, because that's where change is going to happen. You have to affect the subconscious mind. Oh my God. That was so both of you. God damn it. Both of you. Um, like you guys are on fire. What I love most about what you just said, both of you, um, is this idea that once you make like healing yourself, the priority, you inadvertently begin to heal everyone around you and you inadvertently 
like almost share your light in a way that defines fulfillment, happiness, because that's the only way you can be once you define what that means for yourself. So like really the most important thing we can do as individuals is really do the work to, to heal and open up ourselves to, to experience emotions in every aspect so that we can, we can, we can connect and share and give and love and really be a part of life uh, from a state of abundance versus one of scarcity. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're giving me goosebumps. Ron. <laughs> you are brilliant. <laughs> Both of you. Are you kidding me? I'm like crushing over here on y'all. So like, I mean, don't even get me started. This is, I mean, and oh, really, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I love both of you. And I love what you guys represent uh, because it's so powerful. Um, I want to you know what's, talk- what's so cool. This is, I just want to say one more thing, Raj. This is so cool. Cause you know, we, we, we work with thousands of people and we teach workshops and everything is, um, and in our workshops, we have people apply like 30 essential oils throughout a course of seven hours. And it's not like talk theory, it's application. We're having the breakthroughs like on the spot. And it, this bypasses like someone's stubbornness. So like, for example, one section in our workshop, we talk about forgiveness. How many times are people like, yeah, it would be good to forgive them. But every time they think about that person, their whole body just goes, oh, I just can't stand them. I don't want to forgive them. Right. And that's the cool thing about using oils the way we do is that we bypass that stubbornness and we just put it on the body or inhale it or whatever we need to do. And all of a sudden, after doing the protocol, they, they think about that person again, and they're not as reactive. They're softer towards that person. That, that is powerful. And that's what I love, that these oils will work beyond like our stubbornness. I our am uh, massively curious about uh, how I can have more of this in my life. Guys, how do, I, how do I learn more about oils? How do I get involved with the work you guys are doing? Please fill me in because... Uh, I think it's, I think the way that both of you use aromatherapy uh, to really heal, nurture and open up uh, different emotional states is brilliant. And I'd love to learn more. How do I, how do I get involved? So the, the first and foremost, um, I guess there's different uh, levels of like kind of being part of our community and um, at the core of it is like the essential oils, right? So we do, uh, and we share with people, um, like how to use the oils, different ways when it comes to emotions. And then, uh, there's an aspect of almost becoming like business partners in a sense where we spread this, uh, amazing message to the masses, Mm, kind of like a network marketing model. Exactly. So the, the, the aspect of like, we have our reach, right? We have our, our sphere of influence. There's people that are going to like, listen to us. They're going to be influenced by us, but this message is so profound and so amazing and has changed like countless of lives that we want like the whole world to experience it. Like we want, to, to, to partner with people like you, Raj, you know, like that have um, messages that synergistically come together. 
and create like a win-win situation um, with regards to that. And then all the other things that uh, we we offer on top of that, like when it comes to personal development, when it comes to all these things that we're, we're now enjoying and began this life journey with, with the power of awareness and emotional maturity. It's another level of the work that we do that people participate in. So where to get started if, is go to my website. It's just DesireeMangandog.com. That's my name. I'll spell, do you want me to spell it out or is there going to be easy? Like, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll spell okay. it out. At, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, guys. It's my husband's fault. His last name's Mangandog. <laughs> Blame the man. Go yeah. under the bus, why don't you, Desiree? Yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> um, and then on the website, there's a place where you can connect with me. So um, we can have a phone conversation and get you going with essential oils. Um, there are different ways to, like they have in different packages or individual. We can customize to your needs. And then we want to throw in my book. Um, if you end up getting essential oils, my book is called I Am Fabulous. And so there are actually 45 recipes in there, blends for emotional well-being. A couple of examples are like I buy baggage where we get rid of emotional baggage, still my mind. If your mind just races and just can't stop, mend the heart for people who've been experiencing betrayal, disappointment, heartache, even a breakup. So it's, it's very... Um, it's touching on so many different emotions and, you know, clarity and uh, momentum. I even have a more money blend in there. If there are people who are listening who need more money. So it's a wide variety of uh, blends that will support you and will definitely give you that as well. I love that. Well, that's uh, um, incredibly uh very nice. Thank you for, for kind of going down that route. And I'm, God, I'm, I'm like kind of just sitting here just soaking all of this in um, because I'm, I'm just filled with so much gratitude right now for both of you for just opening up your perspectives and really um, challenging the way that I personally uh, view my emotions and the responsibility I personally have to uh, understand them better because uh, they are a part uh, they are a gateway to just more people. And so I want to thank you guys for that. Um, both just for being amazing and, and just sharing that with me. Um, I have one final question for you both, um, that I love to ask all of our amazing guests. Um, and that is in the midst of everything you guys have gone through, um, all the growth you've experienced, uh, and where you are today, how do you stay grounded on a daily basis? So it's, it's all about like the, the rituals, right? It's all about the, the things that you do to start your day, right? Because in, in a sense, like it, it could easily like get to that point where it does become overwhelming. It does become like this, uh, uh, like all these things coming at you and, for me, it's, it's really when I go through like those, uh, emotions, right. Um, I find ways that, uh, 
like I told you at the very beginning, I, I just went to a dance convention, right? And dancing for me is my, uh, an outlet. It's a, it's a way for me to like clear like emotions. So it's not just essential oils. It's all these things that uh, I take part in. And essential oil is definitely like a, a big part of that. So like smelling something like uh, the grounding blend, like I gave you every single morning after I wake up, helps me to start my day in that way of being grounded, of being uh, in a state of everything is, is going for me, right? But when it becomes overwhelming, I find uh, like hobbies, I, I find certain paths that allow me to uh, feel grounded. And I feel grounded in experiencing like my creativity, my, my amazing community when it comes to the, the dance community and things like that. So. Awesome. <clears throat> um, for me, some of my non-negotiables, I definitely use essential oils, but meditation has for about 15 minutes uh, in the mornings is very important. Um, and then using the oils just enhances my experience so that my connection with the divine is it's, it's magnified, it's intense. Um, and then I love writing. Writing is definitely non-negotiable. I write to help process like what I'm going through I you typically have I literally have five different journals in my backpack right now that I carry with me and um I it's a variety of writing writing just stream of consciousness free flow uh, but then I also it's my creative work so I come up with recipes and blends too so I love to have a journal with me all the time and then last thing as far as something with uh, food because you know we're talking you're talking coffee and stuff for me I love almond milk and matcha tea and I make my own homemade almond milk and I absolutely love the process it tastes so much better than getting it out of a box or a container and it's very easy to make and I love flavoring it with cardamom and vanilla and cinnamon and then um, getting a very high quality matcha powder and um, mixing that with my almond milk, and that just that just puts me in a beautiful state. I love it. I love <laughs> you guys are like so awesome, um, like oozing with awesomeness right now. Try not to like try to hold it back next time. Uh, <laughs> like y'all, you guys are both just like such beams of light. I'm beyond grateful and then just excited. And uh, I know that uh, everyone listening is is too. And so guys, I just wanted to, that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. Um, I hope you guys learned a lot from Desiree and Alonso. I know I did. Um, and I can't wait to implement a lot of these these learnings into my own life. And uh, we'll make all these, these resources available to you. But uh, guys, from me and uh, I'm your friend Raj. Uh, these are your friends Desiree and Alonso. And from us, uh, Stay Grounded. Uh, until next time. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Stay Grounded podcast brought to you by Java Press Coffee Company. My name is Raj. 
And I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.